And that's why we did this class the first week about like your values and your desires. And I think some members might have been like, let's get to the resume, people. Is it still Times New Roman? But the thing is that exactly what you just said, Meredith, if you don't know what you value, we've got to take a step back. You're listening to The Lowdown Podcast, brought to you by Sigma Kappa National Headquarters staff. We'll focus on topics like health, wellness, the fraternity and sorority community, higher education, and life skills that women need in all stages of their lives. We'll also feature stories from inspiring and empowering Sigma Kappas. Check out the Sigma Kappa website for regular updates and new episodes. Hi, and welcome back to the Lowdown Podcast. I'm Morgan Negri. And I'm Meredith Trapper. And today we are here with Career House, Lindsay Picardo, and Lauren Moffitt. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're so glad to be here, yeah. Um, So yeah, we have you guys on Zoom today, uh, and we just had a few questions that were like pretty common. Um, So what number one, uh, you guys know a lot about salaries negotiating. What stops people from negotiating their salary? This is such a great question because, you know, I think um, this is one that we see a ton with our clients and also it was really incredible during that program, but basically, I think what happens is so many people feel like they can't negotiate. So when an offer comes, you know, there's this feeling like, should I just accept it? Will it look like I don't want to join? Will it look like I'm not interested? And so that tends to stop people in their tracks from negotiating. But the truth is, is that companies are expecting you to negotiate. So just knowing um, just knowing and understanding that helps really reframe how to go into that conversation. Mm, that's good. And so for negotiating, what, what are some tips that come from that then? Because as someone who's in my first career, I haven't done a lot of this. So do you have any just simple tips that you could offer? You walk in and you say, $100,000 or I'm out. And then you wait and see what their reaction is. <laughs> just kidding. That's not what you do. What do you really do, Lauren? (laughs) Well, the first thing is, you know, what's really important is to know personally what your own bottom dollar is. So that's something that, you know, outside of the market research, outside of all the scientific research stuff that you want to do, it's really important that you know, like, what, what, what is this going to give me and what is my bottom dollar? And we talked about that with Career House, people that went through Career House with us because- You know, you might have a dream job that you're really excited about and you want to figure out if I really want to work at this company, what's the least amount of money I'm going to take where I can still pay my bills. So even taking time to go through your budget and say, you know, this is what I need to survive. When I was a musician, I had to play that game all the time. I didn't care that I was hardly making any money. I was living the dream and I had what I needed to get through that season of my life. And so we all make you know, exchanges around experiences, people that we really want to work for, companies with a lot of clout that are exciting to us. So you make a great point, Lauren, that you want to know what's the least I'm willing to take. And then if they offer below that and they refuse to come up at all, you you can walk away and feel really clean about it instead of being like feeling kind of suckered into it or stuck. Right. Yeah, and it's it's important to know both ends of the ranges. That's why I start there first, because your bottom dollar. The second piece is then on the maximum side, because we want you to get the most amount of money, is to know a couple things. And one is if there's any way to know what 
the current company pays for for that role. So mm-hmm. that information is out there on Glassdoor. A lot of people self-report what those ranges are. You may know someone that knows knows that range. Um, and you can also use tools like or uh, websites like Paycor. I'm sorry, Payscale, and they. Um, give you a sense of what does that market pay for that role in that place of the country. So you have a general understanding of those ranges. Is it just pscale.com? Yeah, pscale.com. Well, I, those are such good resources. I think we'll drop a link to those in the description. So look out for those because obviously they sound super handy. Oh, I love Glassdoor, but I usually go on Glassdoor to like read the drama of other companies on like an off day. Yeah, there's that too. It's the reality TV of companies. I'm like, ooh, what's going on there? Yeah, and I didn't even know that that this information was out there. So yeah. that's new um, information for me. So Lindsay and Lauren, I've gotten to work with you over the past year or so in a variety of ways being on staff at Sigma Kappa. And so it's no shock for me that all of these amazing stories came from our program with you working for Career House. Um, It's easy to believe this is the worst time to find a job right now with the pandemic going on. Why do you think sisters who were part of Career House got jobs and interviews more so in the last few months than before. Hmm. The biggest thing, because whatever you believe, you create. Hmm. So if you really believe there are no jobs out there, your mind is going to only give you information that backs that up. And so Lauren and I stood there every week and reminded people of clients that were getting jobs, of opportunities that we knew existed. We'd send, here's a list of companies, here's a group of companies that is hiring right now. So the first step, is just getting over your own limiting belief that there are no opportunities. (laughs) Why would you try if you thought there was no chance? So that's the biggest piece. The next piece that we saw that's so cool that we love about getting to work with Sigma Kappa and and being in Career House is that we all borrow courage from each other. So I got to witness members come together and say, I got this opportunity at the UN. I'm working at my dream company. I'm going to go and become a baker. I'm going to go. Do... And when you hear other people right next to you on the Zoom call, <laughs> when you hear other people making it happen, it gives you courage. Like, this is happening right next to me. Why am I not going after what I want? And so that's what we love to see is creating an environment where everybody's really spurring each other on and borrowing courage from one another to get to where they want to go, to even allow themselves to dream big. Yeah, that's incredible. I do hear you. I think sometimes we are our own worst nightmare. And when the person sitting next to you or is on a Zoom call and you you hear how incredible their life has become and what changes they've been able to implement through the program and resources that you all have provided, I, um, of course, you can't help but just be inspired and want to go after your dreams then. Yeah, I think it's that's so true because I think about the people that I know in my life and they're usually like, oh, this job that is the one I've always wanted. I don't think I'm going to apply for it because I don't know if I'm qualified or like I don't know if this is going to be right for me. And like that's a perfect example because we automatically discount our dreams before we even begin them. Were you going to say something? Yeah, I think what was interesting, too, is what to piggyback on what you're saying is that just by saying it out in the world 
there were so many women in real time helping each other. So by even acknowledging, I want this role, or this is the company I want to work for, there were other sisters on the call that were saying, oh my goodness, I just did this. I could hook you up here, or here's this opportunity if you're looking for this. And so just by being able to speak it in real time, people were given an opportunity that was available to them. Absolutely. And that's part of the beauty of, about being in an organization such as Sigma Kappa is because you have those great connections and network who they want to help you mm-hmm. just as you both want to help us and come alongside. And so it's awesome to hear. Yeah. That's exactly, can I just say how important it is that you stay connected to Sigma Kappa through your life? Because these are the opportunities that literally change your life. You meet a sister who is doing something that you've always wanted to do. We know, we talk to people who are in HR, who hire all the time, and we have been told verbatim that people in leadership choose sisters when there is a pile of candidates. So there is there are so many great reasons to stay connected. You have a deep loyalty to each other. You have rituals you do together. It doesn't matter if you graduated in 1970 or 2020. There is a common thread of sister love, of dove love that ties you all together. That is worth more than anything you could buy. Having a network where you really care about each other and you have these common experiences is huge. And I know that the sisters that came on that showed up over and over again got to make lifelong friendships and connections with other women who were being vulnerable, who were sharing who they really were and going after their dreams. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's say you uh, get your application chosen, you're called in for an interview. Um, what are some tips for preparing for that? Ooh, that's a good Ooh, question. That's a good one. Well, you know, in our work together, it really comes down to, because each organization can ask a lot of different questions. So there are five core questions that help you prepare for a myriad of ways that you can answer them. So just real quick, the first one is tell me about yourself. And so we talk about how do you do that in about two minutes um, where it's just a quick get to know, this is who I am, this is what I'm looking for, this is why I'm interested, and this is how I'm set apart. You know, I think that's funny you mentioned that. Morgan and I struggled for that first (laughs) podcast episode because we sat down to record and we're like, oh, okay, we're just going to talk about ourselves. And <laughs> interview questions that you know is coming and yet you sit there and you're frozen yeah. when they ask you because I think for me, I definitely struggle talking about myself. Yeah, I struggle in the, like, in the way of like making sure I'm not talking too much because when people wait and listen for me to fill in silence, I will fill it in with garbage. <laughs> and so I think that is, yeah. Yeah. What do you think makes it hard to talk about yourself? I think it's more about like what information to share. Yeah. That's right. You like yourself. um, But when you sit down and you're in that professional setting, you're like, okay, what do I need to share? That's not already on my resume or included in my cover letter that I haven't covered. And I think the, the professional aspect of that is what really gets me at least. Yeah, I think for me, it's like just an influx of like, well, I have, there's a lot to a person, obviously. We're all a lot of like complex creatures. So it's like, yeah, it's exactly that. Like, what do I share? What is 
kind of an odd thing. For me, I usually say like what comes off my head, and that's not always the perfect thing to say. So I really have to think and be like, no, probably that would be inappropriate. Uh, so like things like that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any tips for, for that going, yeah. kind of expanding on um, what you've already covered? So if you sit down as a HR person, someone who's in that hiring role, what are what details are you looking for that aren't yeah. included? Yeah, so that's a great question. So really, it's you're really giving them your highlight reel. So if mm -hmm. you think about what happens, what I see the most is that people get nervous and then they just do their their like five minute rendition of their resume. Yeah, and that's what I do. <laughs> so we don't want to do that. But that's what happens when we get nervous and we're not sure what to say. We're like, well, I guess I'm just starting from the beginning. Start okay. from the top. Here we go. Back when I was 10. No. <laughs> so a real quick formula is really just about a couple highlights uh, for you in your career. So how have you added the most value in the work that you've done? And you're introducing, you know, why are you interested in this position with this organization at this time? It's really what you're answering. And then how you're going to bring value. Um, so you're really taking about two minutes total just to get everybody up to speed. This is why I'm here. This is why I want to work for you. This is what I'll bring to the table. Let's go. Gotcha. Yeah, that's good. Thank you. Yeah. So just like you two mentioned, you know, it's one of those things where we don't spend enough time practicing. So we get into that situation and I'll tell you what, I can practice so many things in my head and I sound really great. But as soon as I start talking, I sound very different. And I'm, is this me talking? I can't tell. Who is this? Talking? Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm an out of body I'm experience. Second guessing everything I'm saying. So it's really important to practice and role play and prepare. And we do that all the time as trainers and speakers. Before we ever get in front of people, we run everything that we're going to say. So it doesn't matter how well you know yourself or how good of a communicator you are naturally. You want to know what are the three sentences I'm going to say when they say, tell me about yourself how are you going to start it and they may not say those exact words right like, tell me about yourself but it'll be something in that vein and sure. you're going to want to be able to represent yourself clearly okay but there's four other questions right that you will be asked in some form what's another question that we always ask in an interview well why do you want to join the organization that you're interviewing for so I hope you did your research yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're tapping into that you're just so great and nice and you do things in the yeah. world and <laughs> i am excited to alongside you to accomplish things. everything <laughs> so here i am what would you really say for that please don't use what i just said as your answer you will not get the job what do you say well it's really important one to know the company so do your research and companies are looking to see how well you know what they do and then also how matched are you to do that work and that's really more about the values and the mission and the value that you're going to bring. So being able to say, you know, I, I am like-minded in uh, wanting to be innovative and to serve um, the uh, population, et cetera. So there are specific mm -hmm. examples. You just want to make sure that it's specific to that company and that you're able to hit those buzzwords to, to draw them in and to have them want to learn more about you. Like, I was just meeting with somebody who said their number one value is conservation. So yeah. they're looking at organizations that represent conservation, whether it be like a not-for-profit or a company whose all their values lead back to, you know, not putting more plastic in the ocean. 
And <laughs> now anytime they're interviewed, that's what they can say. Since I was four years old, I cared about Earth Day. That was my favorite day of the year. Conservation matters. And this is why I'm this is why I want to be here because I want to help make the world better for the next generation. Can you imagine if somebody said that out the gate? You'd be like, Yeah, they're probably no, I just, I totally yeah, agree. That research don't. element is so important. I remember I just, for those of you who don't know, I think I said it in the last episode, I got hired on a Sigma Kappa just a year ago. So I remember my interview pretty well. I think like one of the things is like going on the website and being like, oh, actually I care about Alzheimer's. Like I can tie that in. I know exactly what that's about. I think that did wonders to be like, oh yeah, she kind of knows what's up. <laughs> well, exactly. Because companies... You're, you either are aligned or you're not. Those are deep ingrained values. Those things matter to you and they show up in your life. So just like you said, that really, that really stood out in that process. Yeah. You can see like even a company like Chewy, which is like a shipping, it's like an Amazon <laughs> yeah. for pet stuff. Does anyone here use Chewy besides me? Okay. Um, you know, if you interview a Chewy and you're like, I freaking hate dogs, they're literally <laughs> going to escort you out. Like the conversation's over. Right? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And anybody who hates dogs, we have a whole nother problem. But, you know, <laughs> there's this element of being truly in your own life, in your own curiosity, in your own habits, yeah. being aligned. Sure. And we had, we had women who really understood that because of their childhood experiences, because of their life with their family. There were certain elements that they understood about the world or values that they held that they could speak very clearly to. And they go to the top of the list on an interview because it's very clear that they know why they're sitting there. Well, and you know, I think you kind of touched on it. It's important for yourself too, not yeah. just for the company, but you're obviously going to be a lot more happy, happy at an organization and a company that truly matches your values. Yes. You nailed it. And that's why we did this class the first week about like your values and your desires. And I think some members might've been like, let's get to the resume people. Is it still times new Roman? But the thing is, that exactly what you just said, Meredith, if you don't know what you value, we've got to take a step back. That's so smart. Yeah. Okay, we have three other questions that we know you're going to be asked. Do you want to know them? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> What's another one, Laura? Well, the third one is what are your salary expectations? Ooh. So, which, you know, <laughs> I can remember coaching one of my clients and they said, you know, are they really going to ask me this? It's just the phone interview. And I said, they probably will. So it's always good to know what, how to answer that question. And what I tell people is simply, you don't have to name a number out of the gate because the truth is you don't know all that the role entails at that time. Mm, so yeah. you can give yourself some space and just say, I'm sure that we'll come up to a number that's fair once I know more about the role. Something like that where you can say, I'm open, I wanna learn more, and then you have even more leverage to negotiate at the end. I like that. That's there a great do. way to kind of um, circle back to it. It's like one of those test questions. Yeah. Where you don't know the answer right away. So you exactly. have to come back to it at the end. That's my least favorite question I, when yeah. you are applying for a job and it's right on the like application because you can't always avoid it like that. So that's a great tip. And it just prevents you from severely undervaluing what the role will be because I think that's yeah, you got it. And it gives you a little bit of wiggle too, because we know that we don't negotiate just salary, right? We negotiate a lot of different things, vacation, professional development, um, certification. So there's a lot of wiggle that you want to give yourself to know exactly what you'd like to negotiate at that time. And this gives you just that. 
That's great. That is great. So what are the other? Yeah, we got two more. So we, the one that's now kind of new Mm -hmm. because of 2020 is how do you feel about working remote? And that question is really important because you want to be very articulate about how you're managing your time and energy while you're at home and companies want to know how you do this. Yeah. They're really asking, they're really asking, can you handle your own schedule? Do you know how to communicate long distance, psychological safety and relationships when we're not like hanging out all the time? Can we trust that you are productive and can get your work done? So it'd be easy to make a joke right there. Like, yeah, I'm great at working remote. I've got the best pair of sweatpants, blah, blah, blah. But really (laughs) knowing they're actually asking about some of your professional development and your skills. And they want to make sure, and you'd want to speak to those things. You'd want to speak to, yes, I'm used to working remote. I just graduated college, so I handled my own syllabus, my own schedule, and never missed a class. Or, yes, I've worked remote before. I think I'm actually well-suited for it. I have learned how to handle digital meetings. I know how to use Slack and the software that you use to stay connected. You want to make sure to talk about that. Did you say anything else about that question? I think that's great. That's perfect. Nailed it. That's awesome. Yeah. When you think about it, it's like all of the skills you've learned from having to like, I know a lot of us had to like adjust on the fly. So it's like, oh yeah, now I have, now I actually do have like time management skills that like are better than they were before. Cause I am. Yeah. That's just great. That's exactly it. We often forget in in times like that that you are learning skills as you maybe are struggling through. So I think that's a another incredible point to, to make when you're just talking, if you're a student or if you've actually worked in a professional environment. Yeah. That's sure. exactly right. So it's not like, it's easy to feel like last year was just like a bunch of craziness and chaos. The silver lining is that there are skills that you've learned that you can highlight. And people are watching for your attitude too. If you're like, oh, just so glad 2020 is over. Ugh. Versus like, <laughs> I took what happened and I leveraged it to learn X, Y, Z. Those are totally different people. Absolutely. There's one more question that we want to make sure you're ready for. All right. And we joke around. We call it, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? <laughs> what are your weaknesses? That I care too much. That I am, <laughs> Just too, motivated. I am too much of a perfectionist. I am a perfectionist and I love people and care too much. I am always, I just can't not be at a meeting on time ever. I just really had to learn to be kinder to myself. No, 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 no. <laughs> what are we really asking in this question? Your level of self-awareness. Sure. And also, what ways have you learned um, to either mitigate, to work through them, um, to even ha- resource yourself mm-hmm. in those spots? So if someone is you know, learning a new skill or they're in a new job and they don't know how to do Excel. It'd be something like, you know, I realized I needed to learn this. I was able to um, take this certification course and within four weeks I was up and running. So examples like that really show, I I got this, I know what's going on. And this is the, these are the ways that I've worked through that in the past. Yeah, that's great. That is good. I'm definitely guilty of being like, I'm just too perfect. I don't know. (laughs) It's so hard to pick my flaw. We all know, all hiring managers know that you have weaknesses. So it's better just to be upfront and say, I'm aware of these and this is what I'm doing about them. And that gives so much trust and safety. And really, you really shine bright when you're able to articulate that. 
I completely agree. I think my mom over the years has laughed at me for this question because I am very honest about my areas that I need to improve. And so she's like, I can't believe you said that during your interview. And I was like, yes, <laughs> do it. I did. But I also said, this is how I um, go about fixing that or improving that area, or this is how I need help in this area to, to kind of come along. And I do think that truly impresses the um person that you're having an yeah. interview with because they they know you're not trying to hide your flaws there exactly that's exactly right you're, there's no deception you know humility is the idea that you have an accurate view of yourself for better for worse yeah it's, and what confidence do you have to have to be able to admit that to not only yourself but then to a future possible yeah employer both sides too is be able to say these are the three things that i know i can knock out of the park that i have been knocking out of the park that i can do really well at here are two things that are my weaknesses that i have to mitigate consistently and this is how i do it right the person that's able to present both sides of who they are and speak to them clearly they're actually humble and that was another piece that we worked through with our perspective of ourselves because sometimes we have been trained as the as women to feel like we're bragging when we're really just saying exactly what we do and so we kind of play it down and we're not accurate anymore because we've played down what we're able to accomplish so that's what it means to have humility is actually to be really honest about here's the things i'm great at here's the things i'm working on oh man i think too another piece that we keep in mind when you're talking about weaknesses are also things that don't bring you energy so mm-hmm. that's another way that you can talk about that question or respond, which is really important because employers are equally as invested in wanting you to do work that brings you energy because yep. you're going to be more productive, you're going to be more engaged. And so they want to know upfront, what are those things? And that's a great way to begin that conversation. That's right. Absolutely. I think that's awesome. I hadn't heard a whole lot of talk about energy until this um, COVID-19 era um, and how to really energy management over time management. I think that's been incredibly useful for me at least. Yeah, I think for me too, it's just been like, oh, I just, another day, another day in the apartment just feels like, yeah, there's something you have to do. (laughs) Groundhog's day for so many of us. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. Well, thank you so much. You both um, are such an asset to Sigma Kappa. And we've enjoyed talking to you today. For those of you who missed her house, we um, hope to do another session in in the future. And um, hopefully you can connect with Lindsay and Lauren and and learn more. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. We're so happy to have you. You're welcome. This is always so much fun. We just appreciate you all so much. And we're glad to be on your team. Love it. Awesome. All right. Well, that's all we have for you guys today. So we're signing off. Bye. Bye. Bye.